Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 192 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Lots of news tonight. Interesting new patent from Sony. What could that be? Uh, OG Tomb Raider on GBA, question mark. Uh, I know it was playable in Engage, so I don't see why this is a big deal. <laughs> Microsoft's huge acquisition. Uh, we have a blank spot in news. I'm assuming the uh, new acquisition might be a big talking point this episode. Uh, Nintendo Online gets another 64 title. And we have your late January Game Pass games. I'm Richard Bergman, joined today by Brent McKee, the newsmaster. What's up, sir? And Cesar Concepcion the second. Welcome, sir. Hello. Yeah, have you ever thought that maybe somebody retracted the news and was like, we're taking back what we announced? Oh, Thus it became blank. It's an unannouncement. The re-unannouncement. It's a Coleco Chameleon of the news bits. The reverse announcement. Secret link. <laughs> we showed off something that was false, and now we're trying to backpedal and get out of it. Well, it was an interesting week in the video game landscape. I know we're going to get to it, but yeah, it, was. <laughs> it, might, it might be the, the bulk of our conversation for this episode to strap in. And I guess since we're recording late, I'll put this one up today, so I should be able to edit real quick and knock it out. But uh, thank you for joining us again this episode. Um, we're still not streaming back to streaming yet. That broke uh, some time ago, so we're going to hope to fix that for the viewers that would hang out with us during the recording. We do miss that interaction and having that broadcast, so we do hope to get to back to that soon for those who have been asking. Renee. <laughs> Uh, let's get into the news. Interesting new patent from Sony. There's actually two in this story. And, uh, I actually read the news this time. I actually looked through the news stories. Hey, there you most go. Most of them. Most of them, at least. I see most of them as they're announced and talked about and people crying about stuff on Twitter. But <laughs> this one I actually had to look at. Uh, so this comes from Tom's Guide, but it's from Imad Khan at Tom's Guide. Uh, Sony could be working on this new PS5 controller design, and it looks awesome. Uh, so basically, because I had to actually dig a little bit deeper into figuring out what this was. It's got a bizarre feature, Tom's Guide says. The patent filing states a controller, thumbstick, or system comprising a thumbstick body, a thumbstick shaft coupled to the thumbstick body, wherein the thumbstick shaft is configured to retract into the thumbstick body, and wherein the thumbstick body and the thumbstick shaft is freely rotatable together around a pivot center within the controller body. Uh, sure this is not an uh, erotic novel you're reading to us? <laughs> There was a lot, a lot of shafting of, going on. There was a lot of shafting and pivoting and retracting. Yeah. Uh, to to us, uh, this is Tom's guide speaking. It, this seems like a PS5 DualSense controller that can have sticks shrunk down to the size of PlayStation Vita sticks. While the sticks on the PS Vita aren't bad and were a dramatic improvement over the PSP and Nintendo 3DS, it really couldn't compare to the larger analog sticks found on a PS4 or Xbox One controller. Um. And the a big part of that is of all of the verbiage detailed in Sony's patent application, the use of non-Newtonian fluid caught our attention. A non-Newtonian fluid is a material that can sit solid but take on a more liquid form when pressure is applied. According to Sony, this fluid can be manipulated to apply different pressures during gameplay similar, similar to the DualSense's innovative analog sticks, which, of course, we would need analog control types for older games, right? PS2 mm -hmm. games, PS3 titles. Uh, and they wrap up uh, this the other part of the patents. Uh, did y'all want to talk about the controller at all? The funky controller with the shafting sticks? No. <laughs> I mean, you 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 describe liquids <laughs> that are semi-solid. I mean, it's still non-Newtonable. <laughs> it's 
still think it's an erotic novel you're reading. Through, well, so. well I, I know I saw a few people talking about how, you know, when they saw this patent and talking about like collapsible uh, parts and they people started jumping a wild conclusion. Oh, PS Vita 2. Sony's going to get back into portable game, you know, but it's it's more likely that Sony would have a new controller yeah. um, that might be you know, collapsible, more carryable, you know, to service the whole, uh, remote play feature. Remote play and yeah. Um, controller that's easier to take around and, but the non, the non Newtonian fluid, uh, Uh, the future shit, men's Libyans and stuff like that. (laughs) The, 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 uh, that kind of (laughs) stuff, I would think it would be actually pretty interesting if they, if they could, somehow change that within the controller while you're playing and do just like they have with the adaptive triggers yeah. to where you have different kind of feedback on the control stick. Um, here's quicksand or here's a, mm-hmm. you know, salt water versus or dead sea type water. You're floating yeah. a little bit or you're in like jelly. I, I mean, think of all the applications. <laughs> I mean, between all the jello we can put in video games and now we're walking <laughs> through jello. I always think about that Super Mario Land 2. There's a whole, yeah. there's like a goo world with those cow things, those like cowfish, <laughs> pufferfish that are in there. But you could like, you would jump in the goo and you could just slide along the top of the goo and I always thought that was a real cool mechanic. All we need is this controller to work on an Xbox console so we can just play Conquer 64 in there and we can just go through the shit and just feel like we're going through shit. The Mighty Poo. Yeah. Like, this feels like a, how I would walk through shit. Are these uh, non- Newtonian tokens? Is that the new? Are these NNTs? Oh gosh! Oh god! Yeah. Non-Newtonian fluid tokens. Tangible tokens. <laughs> there was a bad NFT. Token. No, that was not a know, good. No. I, I stopped when I said when they somebody put on their non-functional testicle, and I was like, all right, that's what NFT means. <laughs> so, that's how that's how it always means to me. So. All right. The second bit of the patent filings is. Uh, on January 6th, PS5 architect Mark Cerny, because that's all he's done is PS5 architect, uh, filed a patent with the U.S. Never patent trademark office. Life. No, he didn't. And it wasn't Sonic 2. Uh, <laughs> U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, or USPTO, that allows for backward compatibility of past PlayStation titles. If it does come to fruition, that means titles stuck on PS3's complicated hardware, such as infamous Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots, can finally be played on modern hardware. Granted, the words PlayStation or PS3 were never mentioned in the filing, but were implied. I don't know. That seems like a guess. That could be anything. Yeah. Well, we're, I mean, that's... You no, know, we're doing that shit again, man. We're just... We're trying to... Everybody's trying to make something happen out of yeah. nothing, so... it's It's kind of been... A thing, and I know we've talked about it a couple times, where there was a patent right before or right after the PS5 came out about streaming um, previous PlayStation titles. Um, I know there's been a rumor floating around that they're uh, talking about changing the whole PS Now thing and kind of merging it with, with PlayStation Plus to be kind of a new platform. Um kind of an all-in-one deal so that and they are be gaining momentum it it does because I, I did read where they they started pulling some of those ps now cards and things from certain markets over in europe i believe it was in the uk so and which i mean it's it, usually it a kind sign of, of a pricing tier or subscription change of some kind and honestly if they want to compete with game pass it would it would make sense to just kind of make one one new subscription service Kind of a, a catch-all. 
this uh this pattern is actually pretty wicked if you click that link and look at the backwards compatibility it it deals with like changing the clock frequency and stuff like that so mm-hmm. that would kind of lean towards manipulating the system to to play something else but we've known i mean it, it's got the psp emulator on there through the ps4 stuff right and so thus it does the ps2 stuff and it's just i think ps3 is kind of the holdout right now yeah. they did a yeah and they did a remember they did the ps1 emulator on the ps4 also they just never did anything with it so that's right I actually hooked up, uh, maybe we'll talk about that in games played, but I hooked up a PS3 recently. There's a whole new process to, like, authenticating that thing with PlayStation Network. Have y'all encountered that recently? Uh, I've been using my PS3 this whole time, so I haven't, uh, whatever's been set up has already been done. I mean, yeah, I've had I'll go, to go over on games played. There, but I had to do, a regen, uh, like, a generated password that I have to get off the That's website. what it was. That's what it yeah. was. I hadn't seen that before. It wouldn't I've take my PSN I've been using that for the Vita and for the PS3 since they turned on 2 form, like, four or five years ago. Really? I mm-hmm. feel like I, I it's feel nothing like, new. Uh, I was yeah. playing PS3 maybe a year or so ago. I know it was in this house, so it's kind of funny that it, it. I guess it retripped it or something. Yeah, because I think I, I had to reset the the bullshit codes on there, and yeah. it's like you can only do it once a year. So I've I've done it a couple times. So, hmm. um, it's either that or like nuke all your systems and re-enroll everything. I didn't want to do that either. Yeah. All right, I took care of that one. Uh, what's next? Uh, OG Tomb Raider on Game Boy Advance. What is the gist behind this? Oh, I thought you would think this was this was pretty cool. This is super so, dope. I did yeah. I did see people talking <laughs> about this and playing it and downloading it. So there's uh the the gist behind this um and this is Liam Doolin uh, on Nintendo Life. You can look up this article if you want to see. There's uh. Uh, YouTube video attached and everything. So there's been there's been a modding scene, and um, they've got this thing called Open Lara, which is just a version of the original Tomb Raider um, that they've ported to what was it like the 3DO and um, yeah, it's wicked seeing that run on the 3DO Xbox also. and Switch and a few different things. But anyway, this this um, this modder here. Um, was able to get the, I think it was the first three levels of the original Tomb Raider to uh, run on GBA. And it actually looks really good. It's, it it's, does. I mean, there was a, a, a Tomb Raider for GBA, and it was nothing close to this. Um, it was a side-scroller, like some of those weird offshoot side-scrollers we would get, like a Spider-Man that would accompany those movie tie-ins and things like that on GBA. And it even has a halfway decent um, frame rate, mm-hmm. um, and it does. Uh, it does actually. They they did note in this article how they talked about uh, it does run better than the uh, Nokia Engage version. <laughs> my engages um, work. Did I tell y'all I hooked up my little engage you display? Were, or yeah, you showed us that, and yeah. <laughs> It has the Sims. Is it the Sims busting out? I think it's, that's what it loads into. That's all it has on it. I got to figure out a way to. Is it before they started stuff. putting the numerical value numbers before the Sims, or when they went away with them? I think it was. I think busting out was after two. Well, we started getting all those consoles offshoots. Remember the know? the herbs, the herbs, herbs, Sims in the. Maybe it was the herbs. The herbs, Sims in the city. Sounds like a bad NBC sitcom that came out in the nineties. Yeah. On Thursdays, right after Friends, and never survived. <laughs> you watch yeah. Friends, we think you might like this. It's, it's the thing yeah. that it recommends to you. It's not what you'll you love. Wanted Caroline to watch. in the City, eight thirty p.m. every Thursday after Friends. 
You enjoyed Will and Grace. Now try the herbs. It's not <laughs> right that after great. that, mad about you. <laughs> yeah. I like the herbs. I like this herbs lore we created. Oh no. It's better than the actual, probably better than the actual content. I'm, I've, I've done that. Well, we've done that before. We hide people up and buying shit, and they come back and like, man, this game sucks. I think we were joking about Fight Club and GameStop, and somebody bought Fight Club, and they came back like, this game sucks. <sighs> we're, we're just screwing around. Cesar was in my store teasing about playing it online. I'm the only <laughs> other person playing Fight Club online on PS2 or Xbox. It might have been Xbox. <laughs> or somebody bought it because of that. I thought it was going to be cool. Yeah. Oh, man, that sounds great. Uh, so you can see this. Uh, there's been several people like the retro gaming community on Twitter has all taken this up and tried it mm-hmm. out, that kind of stuff. It actually looks really cool. I'm jealous mostly of all the modded uh, Game Boy Advances that I've seen people showing off. Yeah. Like the original model with the backlight on it and everything. They just, those systems look good. It'd be like an ultimate GBA, honestly. And they, they do say, I mean, this will work on a flash cart, so you can, uh, I'm sure they have like a GitHub or if you go to their, their Reddit or something, you can probably just find it, Google it. I still need and, to get uh, one for still need to get one for GBA. I don't have one yet. That one I got's pretty good. Yeah. That was the Omega something? Omega yeah. Flash. Yeah. I need to check that out. Um Oh god, here we go. Getting into the big news now. <laughs> Anybody need to go to the bathroom? <laughs> get a drink. <laughs> I just go in the middle of it. <laughs> go in the middle of it. I both at the same time. All right, here we go. Uh, I thought this was just joke at first. I did not know what was happening. Um, actually, cheap ass gamer broke the news to me. Uh, I can't remember what it was. It was like Diablo free via Game Pass or something like that. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? Or Call of Duty free via Game Pass. I'm like, what? And then uh, the news was out there from Microsoft. Uh, Satya Nadella, the president of Microsoft or CEO. So it was like all this, all this news was breaking loose. Anyways. Uh, this is summarized, I guess, by The Verge. Microsoft to acquire Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. Uh, Satya Nadella says the deal will play a key role in the development of metaverse platforms. <laughs> oh, God, thank you. That's what I needed this acquisition to do. Um, $68.7 billion, uh, which includes uh, popular franchises such as Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Call of Duty, Candy Crush... Uh, upon close, we will offer as many Activision Blizzard games as we can with an Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass, both new titles and games from Activision Blizzard's incredible catalog, says Microsoft CEO of gaming, Phil Spencer. Game Pass now has 25 million subscribers. Holy God. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in here. Um, yeah. For some reason, I thought that, like, I knew it was a big deal, right? But when they bought Bethesda... Uh, nearly a year ago. That was huge, right? We were talking about that. That was $7.5 billion. Yeah. This is uh, $68.7 billion, which is a very specific number, but uh, this is huge. This is shaking up the landscape. This is a this is a big acquisition to have under that umbrella. And it seems like, I mean, we've been talking about, it seems like every week we have an Act, uh, Activision Blizzard story, mm-hmm. right? Between mismanagement and um, workplace complaints and lawsuits and the uh, state of california is looking into these things and uh they've just been embroiled in controversy and it does seem like the the end the end story behind some of those might be that bobby kotick is out of the picture once yeah that acquisition is complete they've clarified and said that he'll see through the transition but then it does not seem like he will be retained after that and yeah. everyone will report to all the different bits of studios will report to uh phil spencer which this deal is 
technically not going to be finalized till sometime in 2023. So, and be a while. Unfortunately, I mean, just like most people thought, Bobby Kotick is going to resign with probably um, a few million dollars and a golden parachute leaving, you know, walking yeah. out the door. Um, <laughs> or the, he he no owned a dog, then he got salary. You know, so. Right. But, it, I mean, the, the future is at least looking brighter. The um, I know morale, I was looking at things and, you know, uh, morale uh, among the employees, they're they're having a more positive outlook and they're looking forward to being able to work on more creative projects than they were with, with Blizzard. Because if you look yeah. down the, the list of all of these teams at Blizzard and people like Vicarious Visions that just got dissolved and into and absorbed into Blizzard, podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Toys for Bob and so much more. And, and they're lately they've just been relegated to Call of Duty support support studios. So, yeah. I mean, under under Phil, um, it's more likely that you know they they can go to him and say, hey, you know, we really want to make a new Spyro. We really want to go and 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 finish, you know, what we started with with Tony Hawk. Look how good that first game did, you know. Uh, and or, he specifically mentioned Guitar Hero in an interview. Yeah, I was about to say Guitar Hero, and all and he, these, mentioned, he mentioned Guitar Hero and remember Hexen. Hexen. I was, I was about to say Hexen. That's the other one. <laughs> yes. Hexen. I haven't played Hexen in a long time. But uh, I built my first PC way back in the nineties. And and Phil's more inclined to you know if somebody brings it to him, he just goes, hey, okay, show me show me your concepts, pitch it to me, and if yeah. he likes it, he makes it happen. So. And it doesn't have to be an Activision or Blizzard studio; it could be another Microsoft studio. Yeah. Instead of, you know, they try to go to Activision Blizzard and they go, uh, no, uh, Call of Duty needs another level. You know, something, work on this. We're, you know, we need this netcode updated. Bring those physics. Yeah. 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 Uh, a friend was pointing out, like, mergers aren't good. This isn't good for that company. And they've been so just listless, it seems like, for so long. And then, like, I remember when Activision bought Blizzard and Blizzard was just this this creative studio and it it's almost like a naughty dog being suffocated if they went you know when they went under sony like stopping them from doing what makes them naughty dog that's what happened at blizzard they just you know they were hit after hit after hit or uh bioware is another example at ea they just had all these hits and hits and hits and then just misfires since then so i think they will get that creative freedom and and now now Microsoft has all those IPs under their belt and they're they're able to do stuff with that. Whether they do, you know, are we going to get a Battletoads type thing with that IP? I I think that was a rare swing and a miss, but yeah. They've got that whole back catalog to do and Brent you already said Crash and Spyro. If there's not something made out of that, I don't that's yeah. they're, they're totally just sitting on that, but Yeah, Crash how got long a... those, How long were those franchises sat on for so long? Yeah. And and both Crash and Spyro got those remakes, yep. um, and then Crash got a fourth game, you know, and then Spyro didn't really get that chance. So, Cesar pointed out World of Warcraft coming to consoles. I think that's gonna be a, <laughs> it's gonna be that would be, be crazy. Huge. I mean, I think that's where Final Fantasy uh, fourteen ate their lunch because so many people that I know of play on console versus PC. So I mean, when you have when you have that that ability to play anywhere that that takes away that barrier. And then you have game pass or the X cloud, like 
mm-hmm. cloud gaming, streaming that game and all that kind of stuff. It's man, it'd be some wild stuff in the future. Yeah, growth is stagnant in World of Warcraft, so that would be the next step is to try to get it on console to grow that. Yeah. And it, when it's on Game Pass, look at that player base you have, and then whatever the markups are for DLC or I don't know what that. Do you pay for game time on that? Is that how it works? Is yeah, that still that model? Yeah, um, it's the same thing as Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I pay okay. twelve ninety five a month. So. Okay, so they that's what that model has stayed with. Because I remember selling subscription cards when I was in retail. Like people would come and get the month of. Might have been EverQuest at that time. I know I sold some Warcraft time. Typically, cards it was cheaper too. to get the the ninety day cards because you end up getting like ten dollars off or some shit like that. Yeah, and then we wouldn't have those. We wouldn't have those. We'd have the we'd have the thirty day or whatever it was. Especially if you're an employee at a retail location and you get that extra percentage off. I had a lot of people worked at my one of my old retail jobs who would buy those cards until they were gone. That's true. They know they're going to use it. Uh, speaking of buying cards until they're gone, when are we expecting a Game Pass price increase? Because that shit's coming, <laughs> man. All these games that are going to be in Game Pass across all that they're supporting, it's it's coming. I can't I can't wait. Remember when we got that Bethesda dump? It was like, here's yeah. 25 games. I can't wait to see what this turns into. And I know it's going to be Crash. I know it's going to be Spyro. What else, though? Yeah, and Activision, I mean, you think about Bethesda. Bethesda's a, a, a decently sized company, and they have a good bit of IPs. But Activision Blizzard is on a whole nother level. I mean, they have several uh, and a huge back catalog that, I mean, they themselves technically really neglect for just propping up a handful of games. So. And it's King as well. We haven't mentioned King. And yeah. That's Candy Crush, which isn't in any of our circles, but that's bigger than anything we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast. So I, I watch a lot of CNBC because of my job. They have it on. Uh-huh. I was running the treadmill and they were talking about this deal. Uh, the biggest thing that they pushed on there when they had uh, Phil on there and they had um, a Microsoft CEO on there, uh, Adela, talking yes. about it. The biggest uh-huh. thing they were trying to like, please don't block this deal because it's not a um, monopoly. Right. Because they made a pure example of like uh, they're the biggest thing why they bought this thing and all they really cared about was King. Um, they needed that distribution model to get into mobile. Uh, they they said Microsoft lacked anything to get gaming into mobile. Um, this allows them to get into it immediately without have to build anything from scratch. They mentioned that they've tried this before, but unfortunately the uh, the market and the mobile is a monopoly with only two major players. That's what they specifically said. They called out Apple and micro and uh, Google. Um, to justify why they're buying this company, that this is why they're really buying it. Everything else is a bonus for them. What they're what they're doing, from what I was looking at CNBC and their their arguments to their wow. stockholders and everything, was that distribution model for mobile gaming. They didn't have anything set up, and they've tried before, and they can never break mobile gaming. That's wild. Uh, so this is already set up with King, and this was the main reason why they dropped so much cash on this, because otherwise most companies wouldn't do that. Do you think they become another player in the phone space? Like I knew people who loved their Windows phone. That Windows phone interface was actually pretty cool. Yeah, and they, they had just, damn good They cameras. couldn't break into the market. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was just yeah. the problem is you have two major players and it was just hard to come in as a third player and, and break in. So Yeah. It's like you started too late and you try to work your way up and you can't buy anybody because there's only two players and it'd be a monopoly at that point. So I mean it's just locked down. So I mean this is this is why their real real reason why they bought this. Everything else is kind of a bonus, is what they were describing on there. Oh, and Microsoft is super sensitive about the monopoly term. Anybody who's around for like that turn of century, they were up they were up against yeah. the gun for monopoly stuff yeah. for like years. They so, touched yeah. on that a little bit on that power on Xbox series. I watched mm, some of that. They, was they've been blocked before buying stuff. Uh yeah. so 
I know that the U.S. government said they're going to look at this deal very closely, and I think the only reason why they're looking at it very closely is because they have a huge market now with U.S. workers that under their umbrella, and they're concerned about that. I don't think they care about the IPs and the way the market is. I think they're concerned about one company having so many different companies in America that affects so many workers and how, and how they're being treated and everything. Yeah. I'm sure they'll um, compare it to like the ten cents of the world and those big conglomerations. Hell, Embracer Group might be getting bigger than. <laughs> Yeah, that that umbrella is getting pretty is casting pretty wide net. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, they're in real, realistically based off the laws they have. There's not it won't be a monopoly unless Microsoft came and tried to buy Nintendo or or Sony. At that point, then they consider if that deal yeah. they try to make a deal, then it's considered a monopoly. Um, there's still a whole bunch of developers and publishers out there. Um, right. You still have your Ubisoft and EAs and. I mean, technically, they can go up and buy all of them too, still, and it doesn't. Yeah. Still won't affect. I mean, it only affects it if you go up. They can literally buy every company, but Nintendo and Sony at this point. That's just the FTC rules. I mean, they want to go and they can buy everybody and just be done with it. Yeah. They would end up squeezing the market at that point, but uh, still wouldn't be enough. I think they even said that uh, Phil Spencer was like, Nintendo's been making games longer than we have. They're going to go about doing their thing. <laughs> so yeah, because I mean, if you look at revenue-wise, I think they're like 10 billion or 12 billion. Microsoft's still third. I mean. Yep. Sony and Nintendo still make more than revenue in gaming, so that's why it, they won't really affect it on there. Um, I do see them, them looking at this deal, and they it's going to go through, but I, I can see the government saying, like, hey, we're going to keep an eye on what you're doing now. So be very careful. Yeah. Uh, I found it funny. People on Twitter were, like, pointing out the, the Disney deals and the T-Mobile deals, and I was laughing because I, I didn't respond. I was like, yeah, you don't realize that, that there were deals that didn't go through all the way. There was caveats, and they had to do some sell-offs and divestiture shirts. They didn't get everything they wanted. Cause yeah, like, you've, broken down, like, you've broken down a lot of the stuff for us over those mm-hmm. acquisitions, like who gets uh, what. And... I mean, they, you know, Disney already had ESPN. They couldn't get the regional sports. They would have been a monopoly on that, so they's like, you had, to, you had to spin that off, and they couldn't get the local TV stations. That's why that deal was off on that one. So there's a lot of caveats that they didn't get everything. So like I said, right. I don't know if those are good examples, but... uh. Because they can no, go in here good, like that's a good analogy. They can go in here and like, hey, you want the king stuff? That's fine, but you got to sell off everything else. They could do that. I doubt it, but I mean, you never know. I mean, it just all depends on what they look at and define it. I would imagine if they said that that they would give what like Warner Brothers and AT and T did, and they probably countersue and, and fight that in court. So when they, they try to block a, that deal, they so. pull a Konami. They would just have the Ultra Games banner, and they would release the. They would publish other stuff under Ultra <laughs> Games instead of so. <laughs> so no joke and. There's um, a certain company in the state of Florida who owns all of certain industry, um, and all they did was made a sister company, and they own that sister company, and that sister company bought up what was left in that state, and it was allowed because the sister company bought it, but they technically own the sister company. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to put any names in there because it's too close to home for me. (laughs) <laughs> but they pretty much run the whole state now in that one uh, okay. thing on there. So people yeah. do do that sometimes. So majority of the state, at least now. So make sure that certain deals go through. But I know there's a lot of uh, uncertainty and sweating with this deal going on. I mean, uh, Sony lost $20 billion uh, in stock after the announcement. And then they came out and said, you know, we... Uh, expect microsoft to to kind of hold up the deals and contracts that we have going forward with that with that company and then phil spencer had to come out and said yeah you know we we do intend to honor all the agreements and uh we i mean there's precedent of that working like death yeah death loop was a freaking xbox game that that was the end of the year last year for a lot of people 
the biggest thing on that one that was crazy to me. So like the, the biggest thing on that one is the problem is you look at the number one selling game on PlayStation is what Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Uh, that that's why they're concerned. I don't think Sony cares because the market changes. People buy cup companies all the time. I think the problem is that they don't have a first person shooter to. Well, you look at the way Sony does things. They have they're good at third person games. Mm-hmm. That's they what they have, have the studios doing. They were only everything, on resistance. Everything Kills everything on. everything else they got out there they just all right they just pay money for certain things for like Call of Duty or for other genres because they felt it's cheaper for them to just money had it than versus doing it internally and release it and look at Resistance that didn't sell well so I yeah. mean it sucks because yeah. I mean they would have came out with a remaster they could be like hey people are buying this I mean literally they could do Resistance they could do Killzone they could do SOCOM there's a lot of first person shooters they got in there that they can they can grow organically at this point. The problem is, is they, I, they tried Killzone with the launch of PS4, and I think Call of Duty Ghost, which people consider a weak Call of Duty, I think it ate Killzone's yeah, launch yeah, at the launch yeah. of that platform. So, I mean, they had that to look at also. Go ahead, so, Sony. I didn't want to derail the, the, the biggest problem is it, it's number one selling there, and that's what the concern is. And I don't think Sony really cares because it is what it is. The market changes. But the problem is I got, you know, I have certain coworkers who only bought a PS5 for Call of Duty to play with their mm-hmm. friends. And then you lock that to a certain console, that fucks over the consumer. Because it's like, hey, yeah, we bought this company, but Call of Duty's not going to be on PlayStation anymore. And, I'm, and I'm, my coworker doesn't give a shit. He's like, well, I would have bought an Xbox instead. You know, now I'm fucked over. Right. Because I got to deal with this and then go through extra hoops to play this somewhere else. So I know. I mean, I would say most of us, that's the majority of the gaming people that we know who are. Again, we're different, but yeah. people who play games, you know, there's millions of us out there, but. A lot of those gamers are your Call of Duty, Madden, FIFA, GTA. Those are your core tenets of of gaming. I mean, you see it on NPDs. It's it's not people buying the niche stuff that we'll get into. It's it's those month after month after month after month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's the biggest concern. I mean, it's hard to do anything gauged on Twitter because Twitter is just a, bu- a bunch of fanboy wars about mm-hmm. who owns what. Everything should be exclusive. And it's like, I, you know, I get it. They own the product. But, you know, I, I look at, you know, people who who buy that one console and it's like, hey, yeah, and they get the middle finger. And it's like, they don't care. I mean, they would have bought Xbox instead, but they didn't know the shit was going to happen. You know, they, yeah. they wanted to play that game they would have bought on the console was on there. But right. it's like you do the shit in the middle of a console generation, it kind of fucks everybody over. So, right, because well, there's, there's advantages that swing back and forth. Like, I know people who played, the only reason they played PS3 was that the online was free. So they got Call of Duty yeah. every year for PlayStation because it was free. They got to play online for free. That's that's what mattered. I remember but, those days. Yeah. And Xbox had the exclusive like maps and stuff. So if you wanted those maps first and you were logging on every day playing Call of Duty, it may be enough to sway you to pay for live to to switch to that platform to get those maps. So since Call of Duty's the elephant in the room, how does that how do y'all think that plays out? So I yeah, so what it is is I, we don't know in the background and the reason why Sony said anything is I'm sure they probably locked down Call of Duty for a certain amount of years, even though yeah. there's always it seems like it's a yearly thing. I imagine mm-hmm. they the next Probably three, them down. four years, something like that. Right. And so that's why they expect it to honor on there. That's the honored contracts. Um, they're specifically saying. Right. I know some people were on Twitter were like, oh, you know, please publish my games. That's not what they're saying. They're like, hey, whatever we have on there, we expect it to be fulfilled. And that's like their message to the people who bought a PlayStation. Like, hey, you're going to get call these for however long we got the deals going. It is what it is. Or Psychonauts. Uh, the new Psychonauts came to PlayStation mm-hmm. within that window. Well, because that was a that was a, a deal they made with Sony. So that was why it's similar to like Deathloop because Psychonauts was only going to come on PS4. The only reason why it came to Xbox is because Double Fine got bought. Yeah, but right. it originally wasn't going to come to Xbox. It was a console exclusive originally. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And so even then, their contract was just PS4 only. That's why we never got a native PS5. And there's a native Series X version. But neither here or there. They honored that contract. So, oh, God, what was I talking about? Honoring contracts, Call of Duty on PlayStation, what that future looks like. Yeah, so what makes it a big deal is because he, like, Phil came out there and he made it sound like, hey, we have a desire to work with Sony to keep Call of Duty on that console because we know it's a bedrock and Sony's a bedrock of gaming. Mm-hmm. What makes it a huge thing is like I'm surprised he came out and said anything at all because they don't mm-hmm. deal's not done. He's gonna be saying shit. I mean, you you take a chance if you say the wrong thing and people are like hanging on the desire thing. He's like, yeah, he can't say we're gonna do it because they don't own the company. He can't say what they're gonna do yet. Yeah. So it's the same thing when Disney bought Fox. They were like, oh, like we're gonna get Mutants back, we're gonna get Fantastic Four back, and they had to come out it's like, hey, we don't own Fox yet, so we can't make plans like that. It's like right. we don't own those properties until the deal goes through. So right. I can, we can't sit there and start making movies and stuff we don't own. Yeah. So it's like. That can, you know, somebody can counter suit and nullify the deal. So it's like, I was, a, he walked it very carefully and I'm surprised he said something at all because I, I, he could have just did like the, the blanket best of before. And it's like, Hey, you know, yeah. whatever's out there, we're going to honor it and, you know, and, and just leave it at that. We'll have to look at it when the deal's done. It's pretty much what he said last time. And you saw what happened. They were like, all right, we're going to keep all these exclusive, which I wasn't surprised at all because, you know, mo- best of most of those games like Elder Scrolls and, uh, you know, Wolfenstein, nobody goes and like i'm buying a playstation for those games you know most of most of those were like complimentary so you know most people buy consoles for something else and they complimentarily bought those games so that's why they looked at it's like it's not a big deal for them to keep those exclusive because it's not going to really hurt sony that much and that's why sony wasn't that or nintendo that wasn't that concerned about it personally if they were they would have you know made a big stink about or try to find somebody to fill that that void for them i wouldn't be surprised if they they release elder scrolls 6 and they put it on Xbox and Game Pass, and then three years later, it comes on other consoles. Mm-hmm. Just because of return on investment, just like how Sony's doing it with PC. Like, after a while, all the people who's going to play it on Xbox has already played it. Sure, yeah. it's still there on Game Pass, but, you know, let's make more money on it. Let's port it on something else. You know, I, I do see them PC doing that. And apparently, is God tier. Like, yeah. it's supposedly mm-hmm. amazing. So The best they, way to play it. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Well, done well for that. So, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft did that as well. Um, there are certain games like that. So, I... You know, this whole fanboy bullshit is it's irritating. Yeah. It's the most irritating thing about it. But yeah, I was that was another thing. He said something about it, which shows that I think he intends to keep Call of Duty on there, even though people joke about, oh, he's joking about Warzone or something like that. It could just be Warzone. But I guess he's basically saying the ball's in Sony's court. Like, they're willing to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation, but it's going to have to be to Microsoft's turn. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's not going to be before where Sony's like, all right, yo, it's this, this is what we want. I don't think they're going to get that. It's like, hey, you know, all right, this is what that basically this is what you need to do to get this game on this console. And at this point, Sony's gonna have to do it because they don't really have anything that's gonna fill that void. At the like time, any so. other, like any other publisher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have these same conversations with Activision. They have these same conversations with EA regarding stuff. You'll be because you know at the end of the day, if they keep it on Sony, you know it's still gonna be the best way to play. It's gonna be on Xbox, and they're gonna make sure mm-hmm. that's gonna happen. So you know, Game Pass Day One, because I, I, that's why I, I think some of that verbiage on there about they're gonna put as much as they can on. Game passes because I think remember the Sony has those deals going around where they were doing like anti Game Pass deals where they were like all right we help with your your uh, publishing for this game but you couldn't put this on Game Pass for a certain amount of years and stuff like that so I think that's why they're like hey we're gonna look at what we can put on there and put on there immediately and there's some things that are not mm-hmm. gonna make it on there so we're gonna see some stuff on there that's like hey how come this is not on there yet it's gonna be weird but I think it's gonna be part of those deals we'll start yeah. seeing that stuff so I just can't wait to see that legacy stuff like uh, Diablo three and you know those old Warcraft games hopefully those get ported over there because I think Warcraft not not Warcraft 2. Like the old Diablos, that's what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. I mean, Diablo yeah. 3 is an old Diablo now, isn't it? Well, I but mean... like the Eternal Collection and the those PC Diablos. 
Yeah, the I mean, the landscape of games has changed since you know the past 10 15 years console fanboys months yeah the 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 console fanboys it's it doesn't really make any any sense to be you know a a diehard anymore because i mean most of these if we look at uh like you said diablo uh they just released diablo 2 and that came to everything the old school diablo 2 um most of the stuff that sony does it's time exclusivity uh even a a few of the uh, Nintendo things, a lot of the Nintendo games have been time exclusivity on a few games. Um, and then eventually it goes to PC and other places. So, and like Cesar was saying, I could see them definitely keeping Warzone on on all platforms. Uh, they still want the money that that brings. Big and then it, it would just make sense to keep that revenue coming, um, selling selling a lot of those games through um, Sony's platform, but always being, like Cesar said, hey, best version of this game on Xbox. Hey, guess what? This call it, this new Call of Duty coming out, boom, Xbox uh, Game Pass, day one. You know, that's... That'll be awesome for a that's campaign, how they get, in my opinion. You know? And then they still make $70 for every campaign. copy they sell. So, yeah. <laughs> on uh, PlayStation. You yeah. Know, it, yeah. Don't, it don't matter. They're still making money, so... I mean, we'll, have, well, we have the Activision sign in on everything, like we do, like the Ubisoft thing. Yeah, it's still <laughs> gonna be like Activision uh, account, when, they, when they bought the publisher, it's still Bethesda. It's not Microsoft Game Studios. They still yeah. do everything on their business mm-hmm. name. I think it's just gonna be they treating it as like a sister company within there. I think that's what they're. It's still gonna be Activision Blizzard. So, right. all right, did, this, we, uh, did we talk studio. that one to death? Did we do yeah, it justice? So. Do it justice. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens because I mean, at the end of the day, what they what they want, and I've told, and I said this before, is they want Game Pass on you know Nintendo and they want it on, mm-hmm. on PlayStation, but it's not going to happen because you look at Sony and they're looking at all right, so we have a licensing fee for every copy of Call of Duty we sell, we make ten dollars off that game, we sell those in the millions, and then you want us to put Game Pass on PlayStation, and you're probably going to give us like I don't know two dollars for a subscription out of that fifteen for everybody you sign up. Right. And, and you have 200 games on there, and it's probably like from a publisher we normally work with that has like 20 games a year or 10 games a year, so many millions of copies. It's like it's not a good deal. That's why a lot of people think it's never going to happen because it's hey, like they, so. but they they did just let MLB the new MLB game day one Game Pass. So yeah, that, that was I MLB. Mean, that wasn't getting Sony had nothing. To do I know with that. MLB yeah. pitched in for that one. Yeah, I mean that, I mean, that was just a. That was just a shot in the face for Sony, but it, it was part of their deal. So yeah, but the, the times we live in, man, anything can happen. I'm, our team won the World Series that year. I hope they do it again <laughs> next year. <laughs> do it again. But, <laughs> Repeat it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not gonna happen. I'm not saying it's never, but right now it's not gonna happen unless it, it, unless it's for the only way you can force it to happen is if they come out and they buy Square. Yeah. Buy Konami. They buy Bandai. Get these big. They buy. Japanese they buy. Na- you know, they buy everybody else to the point where there's nothing else that. I mean, Sony can't make all those games at that point. You force them to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's when they're going to they're gonna wait till that happens. And we're seeing, I mean, the, where there's smoke, there's fire. Sony is prepping for some sort of similar type service, we think. You know, PlayStation mm-hmm. Now has been chugging along in the background. They would have cut it out if it wasn't making them money. They wouldn't be bleeding money on PlayStation Now. They're making money off of it. So yeah. they're looking at that. They're looking at what Microsoft's done. They're looking at other, uh, you know, GOG Galaxy and other mm-hmm. platform holders and, and the services they offer, and they're going to have so it will not be Game Pass when we see whatever the what they call it Spartacus. Yeah. When we see whatever this thing is, it's not going to be oh that's just Sony's Game Pass. It's going to have something different. It's going to be a different twist. It's going to have different type perks, whether that be a longer back catalog or 
a different thing with streaming or a different thing with online play. There's going to be some sort of different build of that. It's not going to be Game Pass one to one. I mean, yeah, because it's, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a mixture of both Game Pass and more like Nintendo Switch Online on their retro stuff. I don't think you can piecemeal buy those. Um, oh, we get we get one old school game a month. Uh, oh, no, we'll probably get more than that hopefully, but um, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a that, was, that was right there. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a mixture of the two. Um, yeah. I think they're up front with their deals. Unlike Microsoft, where we're not sure because those deals are not going to be as long. I mean, they're going to be like, hey, you got three months to beat this because they're not going to pay that money for year to two year deals like Microsoft's doing, which I see Microsoft's probably going to do less and less of once their uh, first party studios start um, pumping out content because they won't have to make those deals all the time. I mean, they're doing it now just to keep the system fresh. Yeah, how uh, long has Dragon Quest been on there? I thought Dragon Quest was going to be gone in like six months. It's been like that's another. Years. I think it's a, it thinks somebody <laughs> leaked it out and says another year, like 20, in <laughs> 2022. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so. So we're yeah. all we're all okay with this, right? Like it's not some end of gaming. Yeah, I, I I thought it was great news for a company that's been embroiled and employees that have like they've been leaving in droves. So it was like forty something people left last month. So if that promise maybe of you know I'm not saying Microsoft's some amazing savior of a company, but if that is more of a stability and a better place for them to create and not be harassed, I mean that's, it seems like a simple ask, yeah. but our industry seems to be rife with that. So if that is a light at the end of the tunnel, then, you know, let's keep going towards that type stuff. I don't know. Mix is good for the, the employees, hopefully, because mm-hmm. um, they they're, they want to still unionize. Microsoft's not a union company, so uh, it's going to be one of those ones that employees might not get everything they want, even though they're trying to unionize now before it goes through. It's a good point. Um, for the consumer, who knows? Because it all depends on this is going to be like a my, another Minecraft deal where you get certain stuff on all consoles. I mean... At this point, you own Call of Duty. Would you try to put Call of Duty on Switch now and try to get as many people as you can and grow that brand like Minecraft? Um, it's been absent. Yeah. Switch sells gangbusters every month. So, I mean, there's that's never another been market that's untapped. Switch, right? So, no, that you can get one. on there. But it, it, it's a lot. Who knows? I mean, it just all depends on when the deal goes through and what happens and when the East dry. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to, we're going to see any major ramifications for this generation. I think it's going to be the next. Four or five years probably once everything starts kicking off it just all depends yeah. so. so, so um, i think you brought up another good point that i hadn't really put together is these microsoft acquisitions have been so many u.s based like what you would pref- what you would label more as like western gaming preferences and I, like i said i was just watching that power on documentary thing and they that was their bit from the very beginning like we're going to bring in these pc uh people that we know we're going to get a uh, elder scrolls on this first xbox we're going to you know, they got um, Bioware was doing Knights of the Old Republic. Like these were very PC Western type games. And I think that's a big you could say it's in the current Xbox's library versus even the original Xbox is you don't have a lot of those JRPGs and stuff. I think you had Sudeki and like one other one. And then Japan had a couple exclusives. But I mean, you had a few and, a, and Sega signed on early. On yeah, the original Xbox. That was a, but, that that original Xbox is garbage without that Sega content. It is, but Sega made, was Sega was hurting. So, yeah. and they made some good ass games for original they did. Xbox. They made that some are, great games that are still there. Oh, go get some of those. They're on sale. Both of the Time Splitters games are two fifty. I couldn't believe that. Two dollars and fifty cents for Future Perfect and uh, Time Splitters two. Highly recommend. They got a backwards compatible sale. But like Gun Valkyries on there. I think Panzer Dragoon Order is on there. There's some good titles on that backwards compatible sale. 
All right, we done with our Activision Blizzard minute? I'm sure yeah. we're going to be talking about this for a while, just bits and oh, pieces yeah. of news that I mean, come out. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be another year before until this deal, deal closes, so and we'll yeah. see what happens. So, I, Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if the U.S. government, like they said, they're looking to look at this, but they're like, all right, we got your eyes, we got our eyes on you now for anything else you buy. We're yeah. very wary. So I, I think they... Um, and Microsoft's treaded that line before. They don't want to get in that antitrust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you, you heard what Phil said. He was more concerned about... The reason why they dropped the money for this because he was more concerned that Facebook would have been like, all right, 70 billion, let's go. And he was more concerned about other companies getting into the gaming space. I didn't know what to do with gaming. That is a big point. So he, he said up. that was like, all right, that was the reason why they were like, all right, let's let us do it versus, you know, somebody else who doesn't know about gaming. Like, hey, this is a great deal for me getting Facebook, gaming. Google. The biggest game, the biggest game ever, you know, let's get on there. Buy it. This is how we can start it and just Speaking go in there and destroy it. Speaking of Google, did y'all see like they had all those holiday promos where if you bought Resident Evil 8 or something like that, they sent you a Stadia. Like if you bought a game, a big game on there, they sent you the Stadia. Hmm. And people were noting when they took their controllers out and all that, they were dated like manufacture date was from launch of Stadia. Like they still are trying to ship out. Yeah, (laughs) they're still trying to ship out those launch units, which I think and I got mine like a year and a half ago. They've given away Stadia. How how, how many times? How many of those controllers and stuff have they just and given away and they still have the launch ones they're still sending out ones that are launched firmware and everything like that i had a hell of a time setting mine up and it was i'm not an idiot it's just man it was rough but uh Cesar brings up a big point is that he was saying you know what if a, a facebook or google or amazon or somebody gets a hold of this catalog and what do they do with that and where do those franchises yeah. go and that kind of stuff i mean yeah that, that's them, one thing I'll, ransom so. yeah yeah that's one thing i'll give it to phil he's he's about preservation he is he's about he's about giving those games to people where they want to play them when they want to play them. So we're just happy to get more games. Yeah. So, sorry, you might get Lost Vikings on Game Pass. Ooh, I'm fine with that, man. I mean, yeah, I'm sure all that stuff's gonna come through. So yeah, I think that Blizzard collection had the Lost Vikings on there. It did. It did. I remember did. you playing it. Mm-hmm. You guys both played it. It had Rock and Roll Racing. It had both of those versions of Rock and Roll Racing. <laughs> I got I got Lost Was Vikings on there. My dream, my dream is completed. I got Lost Vikings on on Sega Saturn, so I don't care anymore. <laughs> the dream is complete. That's the all one right. I wanted. So, speaking of old games and preservation, uh, Brant, your all time favorite N sixty four game is coming out. What is that? Oh, this is this is Cesar's all time favorite. He 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 loves it so much. He just he, he can't ever finish it. He Cesar, doesn't, ever, he doesn't Cesar, ever want the experience I'll, to be over. Cesar, we are like, going to uh, stream how, you how playing this. fifteen hours on this bullshit, man? I put like at <laughs> least twenty hours in that game. So we are watching you stream this game show a bit, and we're watching you stream Resident Evil Four. We're gonna make it happen one day. Oh yeah. Boot up your what is that Resident Evil 4 save on? What were you playing on? Um PS2. So you do you have that memory card still? Do you know which memory card it's on? Uh yeah, I got several memory cards. I think it was on that 32 megabyte memory card I got. We can uh do you have one of those memory card adapters for the PS3? I will totally just start up a new I mean I can literally play Resident Evil 4 and anything. So Well, I mean we could yeah. oh. we could always do it. I mean, if you don't have one, Richard send it over to him. No, I got uh, I got one. I got one. I used yeah. mine. I used mine too late, by the way. I know I told Brant, but uh, actually the memory card. I'm still. I'm playing with fire. My Legend of Dragoon uh, save is on that corrupted. Oh, Lord. The, the memory card that has the corrupted memory oh, on it. Oh no. Uh, oh. Anyway, I guess the game we we're talking about was yeah, Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. Coming which, to N64, which we knew was coming. They had kind of announced it. Um, 
before, but just didn't announce when it was releasing. Uh, of the time that we're recording this, it's been out for three days now. So you can go uh, to the Nintendo Online Expansion Pass if you have it and play the first Banjo-Kazooie. They have announced the next one that they're adding will be Majora's Mask. But again, we don't know exactly when that will be released. We gave them a lot of shit. I know none of us are subscribers yet, but we gave them a lot of shit when people were talking about the emulation and kind of the state of what that N64 Switch Online stuff. Supposedly it's had some updates and it's running more stable. I was about to say, I did see something the other day about it seems some of the water effects mm-hmm. uh, have been have been fixed. I mean, it doesn't seem that overall it's, you know, 100% improved or, you know, working, you know, as it should on original hardware. But it's it's improved somewhat. So there's hope. They're picking out, you know, they see these these bad areas. I think the water the water temple is like that entrance or the I guess it's the link fight. It's the half the, the mid boss. Yeah. Dark so link. when yep, Shadow that's kind of. Yep, people have been pointing out the reflections on the water and the sky and all the just the jankiness of that particular area is kind of the benchmark it's turned into. So. Yeah, biggest thing is that fog. Yep. Hope that continues to improve. Uh, and we have your Game Pass titles that are coming to Game Pass over the next, what is this, late December? Late December, late uh, January. Yeah, I'm still in December, I guess. Yes, late January. Number 2022. January. 2022. Let's go. Today's December 40, <laughs> 52nd, 53rd. No, we're in uh, December 2. Yeah, December 2. <laughs> December 2nd season. That's what we're calling it. <laughs> uh, your December 2nd season, season Xbox Game Pass games. Um, I don't want to run through all these. Uh, Duncan Rapa, Trigger Happy Havoc Anniversary Edition. Nobody Saves the World. Uh, coming soon is Death's Door, Hitman Trilogy. That's a big one. All three of those Hitman titles. We lost Brant. Uh, Paparazzi, take pictures of uh, dogs. Not Tom the Clancy's. Lady Gaga song. <laughs> Paparazzi. I had to sing it for you. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction. Friend of the show, Russell, downloaded this. I'm not sure what got into him, but he's downloaded um, him some Rainbow Six he, Extraction. He is a, a Tom Clancy fanatic. So last we, do know this, we do know this about him. Uh, Division recently haven't taken hold of him once again. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege Deluxe Edition. Windjammers 2. We'll never get another Windjammers. Taiko no... They might fuck around and give us Windjammers 4. <laughs> Taiko no Tatsujin, the Drum Master. Uh, Spelunky 2. The Anacrusis. And Unlock Perks. There's some Halo Unlock Perks. Uh, Warthog Bundle. Four double XP boost and four challenge swaps. I need to go in and get that. I'm glad we read this. Um, Doom Eternal has a raise pack, raise hell with three cosmetic packs. World of Tanks has some shit. Uh, Xbox Touch Controls added to nine more games. I guess the biggest one of that being Stardew Valley, it seems like. Or The Forgotten City, that got a lot of press last year. And leaving Game Pass on January 31st is Cyber Shadow, Nowhere Profit, Prison Architect, and Xeno Crisis. But Cesar and I have hard copies of Xeno Crisis on the Evercade. <laughs> Which plays it very well somehow, yeah. off of a cartridge. Good old Xeno Crisis. That is our news for the week. Brant, you missed me rushing through all the Game Pass stuff. Did you have anything? <laughs> was there anything you nothing. that you wanted to bring up? No. Yeah. Uh, now is the time to get into Game Pass, y'all. Uh, now is the time it. to buy the cards before it goes to like $20 a month or something. <laughs> yeah, up- upgrade. 
I wonder if we'd end up getting tiers like Netflix does with like the 4K streaming and and only one Xbox console in the household or something. I don't know. I don't think they could dip to doing something like that really. Uh, I mean that's what it, that rumor was. Sony was going to do tiers too, so. I'm okay with that because they just have really just PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus. So a, a combination of those anyways would, would lean me towards spending more with them. Because I, there yeah. are some things I want to try with PlayStation Now, just like I do with Game Pass. So And I almost always end up buying those games separately. So uh, Games played. We're ready to go into games played. And then Let's you get do out it. Of here. All right. Uh, I played more Halo with you guys this past weekend. And the weekend I didn't before, I believe. Uh, Cesar, last night, after, I think you guys both were out at the same time. Uh, yeah, I went to bed, and then I left my computer on, and I came back, and there was, like, somebody kept pinging me to join the games. I was like, what? I think I sent you one invite, because I saw you were still on. I I didn't know if you were out and out, because I think we got kicked. You didn't make it into that one, and then we all got kicked. So I think I was like, let me see if he's still on here, so I sent you an invite. But we did some more big team battle. Uh, we've brought some more people into the fold. Still continues to be awesome when it's not broken. I feel like the tech test was a lie. It ran way better than the actual game has ran for us. <laughs> More consistently broken down than it ever has been. It is. It really is. And all you did was add cat ears. Brant, I think Brant's quote was, <laughs> we got cat ears and we can't get the game to run straight. Yeah. Uh, my only other game, uh, we played Mario Party uh, this morning, actually. I have taken the crown of the family. I beat my entire family down. I'm very pleased to announce I got six stars. <laughs> Beating One women my, and children in, in Mario Party. You must be so proud. I am. Conquered them. Uh, <laughs> my my oldest child had zero stars, and they were very distraught. But <laughs> this is the way that it goes sometimes. Like, hey, that's Mario Party. They played well. It's just one of those it's yeah. one of those stupid things. I kept yeah, Mario, getting, Party, Mario Party is like 90% luck, man. And like 100%. 5% chance. And 100% like, uh, luck. They like didn't get one of those 40% something. bullshit bonus stars either. I got three of them somehow, and I've oh my never gosh. I've always led going into the, like, I've been the player they predict to win every time. So we upped it. We've usually played 10-round games. This is the first 15-round games we played, and it felt like it added, like, an extra oh, yeah. at least 30 minutes. <laughs> so, But, we, I mean, we all had fun, and we're all laughing and crying, laughing with these stupid games and stuff. And uh, with four of us, like, it'll pair us off 3v1 and 2v2, and it'll switch up your partners, and you'll be fussing about... There's one mini game where somebody has to like flap the wings of the of the plane, and then the other person is like steering it, and you have to go through these <laughs> rainbow boosts, and cannons are shooting at you, and shit, and just just wacky stuff. We had a good time with it. Uh, what I kept doing was buying. I kept ending up by the item shop and bought the golden warp pipe. So every time I was at the item shop, I just got that and went to the damn star. So that that ended up being my strategy, but I know it was just luck of the dice, uh, literally. Just yeah. breaking the game, sir. Oh, I, I, strategy. I'm at the Mario parties. Strategy oh, win. Just breaking the game. I was tired of losing to the baby. The baby had won two straight. It was like, damn, come on. I mean, what are they staying up secretly till like four in the morning playing that shit? Like getting good? I don't know. Uh, we did have to have a discussion about sportsmanship and uh, being a poor loser. Uh, I was not gloating. Yeah, I am on this podcast <laughs> to you guys, but yeah. I was not gloating in real life. I, I promise. I never gloat, man. I always give. I'm more. Uh, I'm. A, I'm more of a person that likes to complain. So I, I usually, when I when stuff goes bad, I, I like to bitch more than I like to gloat. So I have determined over the years I like playing games with people. So if I am not nice to the people who are most likely going to play games with me in the future, they may not do so. So I'm at risk of of losing out on playing games with them in the future, and I do not want to do anything to jeopardize that. Um. Yeah, unless, then, unless you're unless you're Jordan and keeps telling me to get fucking seeds when I'm getting the seeds, I'm like, what the fuck, man? 
I'm, I, I have a seed in my hand. He's yelling at me. I got like, the get, seeds. Get the seeds. I'm like, I have one in my hand. Stop yelling at me to get seeds. What's wrong with you, man? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been warned he's become hyper competitive with that mode specifically. You're not doing anything. I was like, man, I got stuff in my hand. Get out of here. Yeah. I'm getting gunned down as I'm talking to you. Yep. We had a new <laughs> player with us. He's getting trashed. I'm like, uh, it's, it's a good friend of mine. Please don't, please don't do that over this party chat. We want him to play again with us. He's probably the first time he's ever played this mode. Let's tell him what we have to do. <laughs> Because the seeds Man. launched one time up on that cliff, and I'm up there on the cliff chucking these seeds down so people mm-hmm. can get them, and it's like I get I get murdered up there, and I have done the I have done the Lord's work for the past minute yeah. and a half, and yeah, I just get, and just cleared it down there for points. everybody to get it, and yeah. I get zero points. It's like why? There I were lots of people... times in that gameplay where it was a team effort. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where we were just dying and passing off the seed to the next person. We uh, had some yeah. good capture the flag rounds. Oh, Brant, you brought one like three quarters of the way there and threw it and got murdered yeah. and nobody came after me and I picked it up and ran it up. So I know I know how it feels like a true NFL quarterback because I, I whenever I do it, I always get intercepted, man. I always get like I throw it and then they somebody else gets it and I get killed immediately and they're like, Yeah, we got in there just tossing between each other as they run away from me. So I'm like, whatever, man. Teabagging you, alternating teabagging you and throwing the throwing the seed back and forth. Hey, let me that's get this my, guy while I throw a seed at you. I think that's my favorite mode. I love that mode. Oh, and then we played a round of uh, Slayer where we all got into that uh, corridor. We all got in the cave. <laughs> we oh, had yeah. people Meta. coming to us. <laughs> Did y'all win? Uh, we didn't that one either. We yeah. didn't win either one of those, I don't did think. They, did they figure it out and start hunting y'all down? The first time we won. The second yeah. time in the cave, people were getting murdered outside. We didn't have a, we didn't have a big enough squad to get people in there. It was oh, still yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. Because you, you got to have like a lot of people on there. That way, you can everybody can kind of protect it. If you got everybody's doing their own thing, it's not gonna. Right, because you got six people in your squad in the cave, and then the rest of your team's out there battling down six people. So that can throw them off. Uh, the only other game I played is Legend of Dragoon. I made some more progress on that. Though some of those boss battles are so fucking long. And I'll be playing. I told you all this last week, and I did it again. I messed up on a lunch break. It's like, man, I just need a place to save. I, we're spoiled now because we can just pause it, or we can do a save state, or we can walk away, or put it in suspend. Those days, man, you... If you walked away, you didn't know what you were going to come back to, yeah. or the PlayStation might have shut off, or the disc skipped, or your saves corrupt, you know, all this kind of thing. So it, that could get pretty dicey. I uh, made my way through, what was that town called? Bale. And then I went to the next town, which was Hoax, and they became under attack. And uh, Dart had his first Dragoon transformation, which is super dope. Yeah, after and, you fight uh, the Giganto. Yes, the Giganto. Right after fighting the other boss thing, I'm like, yeah. okay, I'll just I'll just run and save real quick because we were under <laughs> attack and it was like these ninja guys and they split up into three and two of them don't take any damage. You have to find the right one. It's the like the phantom trope, I guess. So I was like, man, fuck this game. <laughs> I almost quit on the ninja because the ninja <laughs> would split up and I'm like, man, fuck this shit. And he's got like this whip attack that'll pick you up and slam you down. And yeah. I'm trying to guard everybody and keep everybody healed. Gotta stick with the man's patient. No, it's good. I I, I didn't die. I think I lost. Dart got close, and then I I used an actual healing item on Dart instead of just guarding, and then I figured out which what the pattern was going to be. Um, it sucks when you miss an addition, and that boss that boss you fight after that Congo, I think his name was. He's a giganto, so he came busting in this town right after I had fought this other boss. No save point in between. Same mm-hmm. health. Same health and magic points and everything. And here I am going straight into this and other boss And man, he's like a freaking wrestler. He clotheslines you, grabs both you and your partner's head, slams you together, and throws you against a wall. All I sorts never of crazy had, stuff. I never had that attack. He only came after me. 
but I missed an addition twice. And when you miss the addition, he fucks you up. It's not just you're punished and you get a little brief attack. He messes you up when you miss the addition. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I had a bunch of like, I don't have a, a dedicated magic user yet. I don't, I'm used to that in RPGs. I don't know if it's going to happen with this one, but you have like magic really. items. No, which I like. It's a very straightforward, basic turn-based RPG. It's, but it's very clean. Once you learn that system, it's very good. <laughs> Uh, but there's items that you use, like a fire one and ice and a spark. Like there's a spark thing you throw. So I was like, man, I ain't risking these additions with this guy. I've already, I, uh, I'm looking at my lunch break. I'm like, <laughs> I got to get out of here. And I've already fought this one boss. And so I started using those just to see what it would do. And how the magic works is you cast a spell and then you like spam X to to max out the, the proficiency of the spell. And I'm really good at that because I can just put it down and yeah. like we all been playing games for a while. We're and there's a lot of Mario Party games that use that. And I just I destroy the family on those. It's almost unfair just because I'm like, I've got that down. Like the Metal Gear Solid torture uh, thing from that game <laughs> where you're trying mm -hmm. not to get snake killed. Yeah. And um, so I did that and I used like three of those magic things and they they destroyed him. So I never had that like dual attack thing that, that took me out. But then uh, Rose joined the party. Uh, and I moved up to the next area, and as I moved up to the next area, the TV I've been using, I hear, like, this poof sound, and then you could see where the tube just dies, and it just, oh, like, no. and it just went down, and I had saved right before I left that village, because I didn't want to plug the TV right back in, um, it's a Toshiba tube, I don't have, I don't have that many hours on it, I'm not sure how many were on it when I got it, I'll have to get in the service menu and check it out, but it, it was always in good condition, it's probably the best geometry of all my TVs, um, I let it sit for a little while. Next work break, I came back downstairs and plugged it up, and it fired up. So I don't know if it was – it's been cold down here this past couple days, past couple weeks. Mm -hmm. So it was like 60 down here. I don't know if that should change that much of the operation. But it's making me kind of nervous because, first off, I love that set. Second off, uh, I'm going to have to dispose of it somewhere or figure out how to put new caps in it or figure out what's yeah. – you know, it might just be that's all it is is caps in the – power supply or something but i really love that set i don't want anything to be wrong with it but look uh, for a local repairman yeah that's a thing who, who works on uh tube tvs these days crc is shop it, is there still, still that do shop it, that's way up yeah. there near atlanta off conley there, i remember couple, that place there's a couple in atlanta that we used to send people as well to do crts so there's still some people out there I, just how much you're gonna pay you might pay out your ass but yeah yeah I, I there's I not many of them out there but and it's one of those, you know, I, I may work up the skills at one point because I've been repairing those Xboxes and, you know, taking those caps out of it. I think I, I have a soldering kit. I think I could solder new clock capacitors on there. It just it's not needed it. So it's not one of those type repairs I have to do. But uh, oh, yeah, it works. Soldering's not that bad, man. I mean, if you just get some old shit and go on there. I mean, all this is yeah. removing parts and then putting some reflow in there. I've done it before. But it was just, reflow. They were just straight uh, coax. It was just a straight coax thing, and then putting the pulling the like rubber band thing over and and heating that up so that it makes a good connection on there. But yeah, it's not hard. No, but uh, yeah, I, I do it all the damn time. So. Yeah. So I'll keep y'all posted on that. I'm kind of nervous about the TV. So fingers crossed for my tube TV. I've got others, but I love that one, so I don't want that one to die. Yeah. But those and are my misadventures in gaming this week. I'm telling you, man, go look look for somebody. Call around. Get some uh, get some quotes. I think it might be okay. I think it was a cold. I honestly think it was the cold. I mean, and no. I even then, if it even then, if it went down, that's what I'm saying. Just all around. Just At that point, somebody. if it's like too much money, you'd be like, "Fuck it, I'll just do it myself." But right. At you know how I feel, man. If it, it's it's based on how much the money's worth it, if it doesn't sit there and waste all your time to do it, so yeah, do the fact finding. 
All right. Uh, those are my misadventures in gaming this week. What do you guys got? Uh, mine's short. Um, I've, I've only been nothing like two games this week. Um, <laughs> uh, I went through and I played the entirety of uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. Um, oh, you the said whole that campaign. campaign was good. It was really good. Yeah, I was I was really surprised because uh, you play like a Task Force One who are infiltrating Berlin in the final days, uh, right around when um, Hitler's killed. It's like April. It's I forgot that it's April 1945. So like you're going in and they're trying to uh, get some look for information on something called Project Phoenix. Um, but they don't know what it is. Um, so as, as you get there, you see that the, even the Germans don't know what it is. It's like it's uh, like the fucking um, Ark of the yeah, Covenant, man. It's like everybody's got this like weird box they're protecting, but nobody knows what's in there because it's like it's like certain head people in the their German army knows, but not even the standard German. They were into occult stuff. That was all the Wolfenstein storylines. Yeah. So you have uh, six people in Task Force One, Task Force One, and they all come from different background, backgrounds. So that final level is like as you get to the Project Phoenix and you get to the right up to that chest, you get captured and you get torn. You get taken to a prison where you're going through an interrogation where they're trying to find out their background. From that point on there, you go to each of the players in that team and you kind of re-experience them what what led them to get to that task force and every one of them is different so like arthur kingsley it's like a, he's a british soldier soldier who uh was part of the invasion of normandy but he was on already on the beach side where they're taking down the guns before the americans landed so his job was to take down the the guns before the americans got through um you played that side of the war um then you play uh petrov who was a russian sniper they call her lady nightingale so she was in stalingrad so she was in that whole thing where they were oh. trying to take stalingrad and she was, they were trying to hold it. Like Enemy um, at the Gates, all the snipers back and forth. That was good that's shit. That's basically what her inspiration was. It was pretty good. Um, nice. She she does like a lot of parkour, so she's running through the rooftops and everything on there. So she was like trained to be a nurse, uh, even though she could shoot. And then when they got attacked by the Germans, she kind of picked up a gun and led the resistance that, resistance that way. And then you went on to uh, Wade, who was an American who was in the Battle of Midway. So then you start fighting a plane, and then you start taking down... Um, uh, Japanese fighters in there and also through um, the islands that he crash lands in the Philippines and you, and you play a, a little portion of that one. He runs into the 94th or 93rd battalion, which was the all African-American battalion. Uh, Cause he's like, he's like, I never heard of you guys. It's like, yeah, most people haven't. So it's like, the, there's a lot of a uh, lot of a uh, history in there. That's not touched. That was, was very refreshing. Not the same um, uh, Normandy missions all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you went to, uh, I there was an Australian in there, and I forgot what his name was, but he was the... I don't know if you've seen that movie, probably, Richard, where he was one of the rats. Uh, the rats in um, Africa. Uh, when the African battles. You, this one, he take, you do the battles in Africa. Um, the, the, um, the stuff against Rommel in North Africa, the tanks yeah. and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he was like a demolitions expert. So he would uh, lay out mines and everything on there. Awesome. So, like, they all went through their backstories as they go through this, like, uh, interrogation, which was, like, very... It was, it's like they were interrogating Task Force One and they're trying to play them to figure out what Phoenix is. So it's like a, a game of cat and mouse. And so it's like it's during the final days of uh, of uh, World War Two. So they, they were on that part where, you know, everybody's kind of played to everybody's fears. So it was done very well. It was very interesting. It pulls you in there very easily. So um, outside, it, it's a good looking game. Uh, like I said, I didn't do any of the multiplayer. Uh, this game is short. It's probably six hours. Uh, just to get through the story, I won't go too much into the story. It's pretty interesting on there. Each person had their own personality. I like them a lot. 
Is it ranked um, pretty high on the recent Call of Duty campaigns for you? Because I know you've played. It's probably the one I like the most since uh, the one in space. Even though I forgot his name, what was it called? Um, Infinite, Infinite Warfare. Infinite Warfare. That's part of the other storyline I like that. And before that was the uh, Black Ops. It's probably one of the better ones I liked in the wall. And Modern Warfare was pretty good. Modern Warfare Two was pretty good too. Uh, Modern Warfare Three just was so bad that it ruined the first two for me. But I like um, the Modern Warfare reboot the shirt Brant has. I like that campaign a lot. Yeah. So yeah, this one was was really good. So like I said, there's no intel you got to capture. Uh, you can go through. There's different ways to play it. So you can go through and kind of like do stealth in the grass and stuff like that, depending on the situation. And um, the variety of weapons is good on there as well. It's 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 very smooth. I never felt it was too difficult. I played it. I think on normal. I mean, and I enjoyed it. You know, I, I sat through and I wanted to keep playing it. I'd take a break for 15 minutes, and come back to it. So it was something quick. I went through. Like I said, it's a short game. I did like a lot. I can't speak to zombies. I can't speak to uh, multiplayer. And I think the game's weakest thing was zombies. The thing is, well, a lot of people said zombies was bad in this game. But then again, I've never. The only time I ever played zombies was with you on Black Ops Two. That's the only time I've ever played zombies. So. On what platform? I, on the Wii U. But so I don't know. I don't know what a good zombie oh, no. game would be. So. Yeah. I just remember riding the tram with uh, Richard and the get away from zombies. I don't know what the fuck we were doing in that game, but. It was fun. Um, I enjoyed yeah. it. We just never went back to it. Uh, outside of that, I, I finished up Panzer Dragoon Saga. Uh, beat that. Uh, that is definitely one of the best games I've ever played. Ooh, um, that is awesome. It is really fucking good. It really is. That ending, I'm still thinking about it because it, it doesn't. It's not like those ones that ends cleanly, and it leaves a lot up into interpretation. Um, I, I think it addresses some of it. Even there's still interpretation when you look at uh, Orda because Orda's main character, um, Orda, she's a she's like the daughter of Azel from this uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga. Wow. Um, and she's a. I'll leave it at that. I mean, I'm not sure how she can have a daughter, but, you know, it's. I didn't know they were connected. Biologically like possible, but they are connected like that. So um, I know who the father is, but I'm not going to say because it's part of the story of Panzer Dragoon Saga, and they don't really go into details about it. I mean, if you, I think if, if you find some certain document in order, it, tells, it confirms that, that who her father is is from the, one of the characters from Panzer Dragoon Saga. Interesting. Um. But it's nice. It wraps up the whole trilogy. Um, you see cutscenes towards the end when you start being the final boss, and it, it shows bits and stories from the first and first two Panzer games. So everything's connected in this game. So it's like it, it took them literally 5,000 years to close that loop story, and it all ends with Saga. Uh, it began in, in Panzer Dragoon um, and just goes through it all there. So they all interconnected. It was pretty cool. I didn't even realize that. Um, and the, like I said, I think I was like level 55 when I got to the end. Um, I got the final evolution from a dragon which i think is not given to you you have to find it through uh different artifacts at different levels and you got to know where they're at they're a lot behind your uh, laser uh, levels so like if you you have to get to like level five before you can unlock all the treasure chests so um i don't want to go into too much details that, about it is that like a limit break the laser thing it's something that's done in the overworld um like on the map when you do dungeons so it's not like in battle uh so it's like you have to find it's basically you finding treasure chests and there's only a certain way certain keys to open it that's the best way to look at it, because if you find it too early, you're not going to have enough to open the treasure chest, basically. Gotcha. So it's something that it lets you know, like, hey, I got to come back and do this later. Um, Final Boss throws out enemies from the, the first two Panzer Dragoon games at me, which was I didn't see coming, because uh, they weren't in at all at Saga. So it's like, there's a lot of stuff that ties into the whole Panzer Dragoon trilogy on that second Saturn. It kind of ends it out pretty well. Um, it, it's really fucking good. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I don't want to go too much into details in the story. Um, like I said, it That's does awesome. leave a lot to in, interpretation. Um, I did notice that, uh, I'm glad that my Japanese has gotten a lot better. Um, cause I'm looking at, 
I'm listening to what they're saying and it's not what they fucking put it on the screen. So I don't that localization I don't think is 100 percent accurate. So there's stuff on there where she says on there that well was not what she said. So um, which I apparently they did that when I looked it up they did that a lot in Sega Saturn games. So well um, not only that 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 localization and I believe it was done by like two people and like they. Six or seven when I looked at it, and wow, they worked their asses two, off to. Two of them were in multiple parts in the translation process, and not yeah. just translators. Um, but yeah, that was my only complaints on there. But like I said, I, I, my Japanese is getting pretty good, so like I said, I I knew what she was really saying towards the end. So there was some stuff that interpretations that they have at the end of the game that they decided to put in there, certain parts of the game, like it was supposed to stay open to interpretation. They kind of like made it like, all right, this is going to be canon, even though it shouldn't have been. So, uh, outside of that, uh, that was probably my only complaint with the game, but it's good as hell, man. It was, it's, it's a gorgeous looking game, man. Um, it, like I said, it's probably best if you play it on a, a tube TV. Um, I think I have that CRT filter on the poly mega where I have it simulated tube TV and it does well. Uh, it's pretty close, uh, surprisingly to, I think I measured up to the tube TV I had and, it's it was close enough for me to just keep playing it on that. So, because it does look funky uh, without the filters. So I, I've, I'm at the point now. I just imagine. imagine through that TV filter on the on the Polymega, and it does it very well. I would imagine. Um, Remember um, the early days of emulator scan lines? How bad they were, like CRT stuff. We'd be I mean, like, now turn this shit off. This one's pretty fucking good. I mean, it, it even darkens the image because it, it simulates like the the darker image between the lines. So. Um, when you put it on there, it's it's very similar. It's very close when I lined it up to my CRT. It's very very close. Um, I mean, I think the CRT still has a, uh, an edge, but it's it's very close to it. Yeah, that's um, what it's all about—is getting closer and closer to yeah. where it's not it's not you know unplayable. So yeah, th- those uh those are the other two things. I'm like I said, I'm going through my backlog. Um, right now I'm just fucking around and uh like I said, I'm going through Rondo Blood right now and I'm almost done with that. I'm like on stage eight. I got like two more stages. I can't remember. I think it's only like 10 stages in the game. I don't remember. What it was. It's an do awesome do game. Do 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 do. It's an yeah. awesome game. Yeah, because now I'm playing with Maria. Maria's like fucking um, Godson. It's like me just She's throwing out awesome. two birds as instant. Puppies. Like, puppies instant and everything. Uh, turtles and doves and stuff. Yeah. Turtle defense. I call it the turtle defense. I'm going <laughs> turtle <right>. defense. <laughs> but yeah, it's just me just going. I'm Like I said, I'm just going through my backlog. Because outside of that, I think the only other thing I fired up enough for maybe like five hours is, is uh, into is a Grand Stream Saga. Um on the uh, PlayStation because I played it first came out like in 98 and I never got around to finishing it. So now I started playing on there and you know, that's uh, like I said, that's what the third game in that uh, soul blazer and Terranigma series. So it's a quintet people, right? Yeah. This is like a spiritual successor. I think this one was actually published by Sony, um, but I think it was yeah. brought out over here by THQ. Um, they didn't bring it out over here. Oh man, the translation's bad in this game too. Oh, Is localization's it? bad. Yeah, it's really bad. It, it, it reads rough. Um, it's very tight in. Um, but outside of that, I'm having a lot of fun with that as well. So, like I said, I'm going through right now. You play as um, Eon, who has been adopted by an old man named Valis, who are over these islands that are floating above the world. Uh, because the polar ice caps melted and, and everything's flooded. So what they did is they take these four pieces of land. And send them in the air, and then they use these orb crystals that represents wind, fire, water, and earth to hold it up there. Uh, and after a certain amount of years, now the now these uh, pieces of land are falling back to the ocean. So you play as Eon, who has to go around to each island and say, uh, find the chant, 
and enchant these orbs to rise these islands back up again. So that's the whole basis of that story now. So um, and you're going against the Imperial Army who wants to control all the orbs so they can control the main tower of Ilium, uh, I believe, which controls all the lands for whatever evil purposes they got on there, which I have not been explained yet. <laughs> so naturally. we just know it's evil. It's an evil purpose. So yeah, know. they want it for something. They're doing something they, bad. You you team you team up with these pirates, and then I think the leader of the pirates destroys the orbs, and then you like your scepter kind of like copies them and rebuilds them. So like you can still go through and go through all the dungeons, and I mean basically each island has a dungeon you got to go through and complete. You have this final area where you have to like save everybody type situation. So I got like maybe five hours into it. I mean that's pretty much the story about it now. Uh, about it now, I mean. The only difference is this top-down view is isometric. Um, it's no analog, so it's all tied to your um, standard uh, control pad. Uh, not oh, so it's like it's uh, you have to uh, you know it's 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 rough, man. It's, it's you can't do angular. It's kind of like those uh, mysterious dungeon things where it does top-down and it's 3D uh, polygonal characters, and you have to move forward, left, and right. Um, when you get into battles, uh, you see the enemies on the field, uh, and the battles are more done like an RPG. Um, style like a uh, active time battle without the active time battle bar. So you get into a battle, you'll have a magic button, a attack button, and a block button. You got to time everything. So like you'll you can sit there and spam attack. Then you got to block it in time. Um, and then it's like it's all rock paper scissors basically, and you just got to do it at the right time. So like each battle is different because each each enemy plays differently. I find it funny because every time I beat an enemy, they just give me the name like you killed Larry, and it's like <laughs> then you tell me the enemy type. It's like I just lets me know that I killed Larry. I was like you defeated Larry. I was like all right, cool. So Larry's Murdered gone. Him. Yeah. Murdered, Murdered Larry. Larry. Screw you, Larry. So, some of that translation stuff pretty Death to Larry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's all I'm talking about. It's all on you, Brant. It's on your shoulders. Saga. Um Bring us home, Brant. Well, I guess the first thing is uh I got a new toy. Um this uh eight bit dough. Uh, SNES gamepad for I've the looked at those. for the original uh, SNES or uh, Super Famicom system. Oh, I have that one. I was th- I was thinking it was the one that went for everything. Okay, yes. What do you think about it? Uh, this thing is really good, really really good. This is the one that uses the 2.4 gigahertz uh, signal, uh, and I think yeah, if you've got the dongle, it'll even work for the. Uh, the classic mini consoles that they have. It just takes a, yeah, it just takes a different dongle. The Mario brick thing. You can sync those up to it. Yeah, I think so. Um, this is my, I'm glad you like it. This is my daily driver, super Nintendo controller. I just leave that adapter plugged into the super Nintendo. It's very, very convenient. It's flawless too, right? This thing. Oh my gosh. It's, it's so good. Of course I tested it out with a couple fighting games. Um, street fighter two, uh, Super good, Street Fighter 2. Um, the uh, Gun and Wing Endless Duel that I have, and then, of course, Mario, um, Super Mario World. Um, what else did I boot up? I think I... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. I just kind of played a little bit of that as well. Just kind of testing things out, making sure this thing um, performs well, and yeah. The build quality on it's great. Um, it's extremely responsive. No, I I didn't notice any input delay, um, and it's it's good. It's really really good. Um, gosh, I think they run a little bit more than thirty dollars. Is what they are. I think that's about um, what I paid. 
like just a little bit above 30, but um, it's pretty good. Um, I know I I did see something about some people having some issues with uh, if they run these and some of the higher end uh, flash carts. That sometimes if your console isn't in the best condition, it could like overheat it because the uh, the receiver for these uh, just runs off internal power from the um, from the controller port. And then, yeah, some of those, especially if you're running higher end flash carts with more demanding games. And I think somebody even had like the uh, uh, composite video cable hooked up to their SNES and it they said it would uh shut off a couple times, shut off their NES. So it's just one of those things you just gotta watch. Yeah, um, I don't have a good flash card or a name brand flash card, but that it's a good thing to note. <laughs> so yeah, that's just one of those things you just kinda watch out and be mindful of. Um other than that, I did uh what was it this week? Square announced that the uh, Kingdom Hearts cloud versions of uh, of those games are coming to Nintendo Switch like February 11th, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and they only there was a way to demo those. Yeah, they they uh, dropped some demos on the eShop. So just out of curiosity, I, uh, I downloaded the demo um, of 1.5 and booted it up uh, and played a little bit. How do they it's play? A, it's a it's a timed demo. Uh, so I got, I eventually got to the point where I just kept skipping as much as I could cutscene wise. Cause there's a lot of, um, lore. a lot of lore going to say lore. <laughs> there's, a, there's not just a lot of lore. There's a lot of choices and, and things that you have to do, especially in the first one before you get into the real game. Yeah, running and around so, on that Island with Kyrie. And, yeah. I uh, finally got the into the, heaven. yeah, I finally got into Kyrie the Irvin? game. And start running around the island, collected a log and a cloth, and I start fighting um, one of the people. And mid-fight, the screen freezes. I'm like, oh, this is it. It's hard freeze. And then it just goes, demo is over. And you yeah. can kick out back to the main menu and try another uh, try another one. But, keep speed uh, running, Brant. Keep speed running it. You're going you're gonna to get there. You'll be able to beat the game in that time limit. It's, just keep um, creating new uh, new accounts and just bypass them. Just, oh, you can't play the same. Kidney. You can't play the same game demo. I don't know. I you, you probably can, um, but like I said, it's it's all timed. You remember that on 3ds so, they would have like you can play this 15 mm-hmm. times, you can play this 25 times. Like why was that a thing? It does that? Locked to a certain area. Yeah. But um. But it played well. It looked good and everything. Good music. It, it, it played okay. Um, there's definitely a little bit of input delay. Um, and certain times the image would get a little fuzzy. Uh, I've seen people have much worse experience. I saw somebody um, doing like some kind of little battle and the whole screen just like keeps juddering. And uh, it was, I it, was this clip. it was pretty bad. Um so, I mean, but it, it, the mileage may vary based on your internet connection. Because um, I was playing it, I didn't didn't really have any huge hiccups. Uh, and I even had my son downloading something on his Switch while I was playing. And like I said, aside from there was a few times the image, I was like, mm, that doesn't 
that doesn't look very good. Uh, and then it would kind of clean up and then it would get fuzzy again. So it's, I think it's just going to be far from the preferred experience. Handheld, right? Uh, played both. Uh, I I started on handheld. Is there a difference? And then I, I put it in the, I mean, it definitely looked better on the handheld. Does your dock have a, your dock has a LAN connection or Uh, no, it's wireless. Curious. Yeah. I was just curious. Um, and like I said, it was okay. It's manageable. It's not like it was at least my experience with it. So, but it's, it's one of those things where, man, I I really wish they would have just put the like first kingdom hearts on a cart and given it to us, but is what it is. Yep. Uh, square is going to do what makes sense for them. So, um, uh, I did another square, Square game that I've uh, actually played and beat. Oh God, we're on we're all on RPG games. <laughs> what you guys have done? Uh, Final Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh. Um, I haven't gotten into the DLC, but I did beat uh, the the main story. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, I really the the combat is a lot more action oriented. It's done to where. Uh, if you remember Crisis Core, I don't know if this game plays kind of like 15, um, but it's more open to where you can you can slash, um, you know, swing your sword, and if you hold the attack button, you can you know do a little bit stronger attack. Um, there you can switch with triangle to a like different stance, which you do. You, you move slower, but you do heavier attacks that deal more damage. Yeah. Um, you have, like, these two little, like, action bars at the bottom, and those build up. And based on those bars, that's how you use your items, do um, uh, your different skills Ooh. and things like that. Um and you like, you, can, you like the differences in it versus the old traditional one? Uh, I mean, I, I have no problems with traditional turn-based, but I did enjoy this as well. Yeah, I'm not saying this is better. I'm not saying it's worse. So that's was one of your uh, games of the year a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, that one in the integrade. Yeah, I got to I got to dip back into integrade. Um, it was like maybe three, four. <laughs> that's the main thing with this. Uh, I think. To run through the whole thing, I put like 36 or 37 hours, and this doesn't even get you out of Midgar. Um, how you how you like that uh that battle where um like I said how they start changing stuff at, up at towards the end? Oh, they've like like certain people like certain people die that shouldn't die. You, you know what I'm talking about? That's the thing it, so. is is this this whole game. <laughs> This whole game basically uses the story from the original Final Fantasy VII as a blueprint um, and follows it loosely. Um, are telling us this. There's, there's definitely a lot of extra things. There's fights um, with characters that you don't fight until later in the game, and there's people that show up. Uh, at different times that you just kind of kind of see and you're like, wait, I'm not supposed to see them till later. And um, there's this whole like 
thing with Cloud where he is basically having these uh, like flashbacks and almost like PTSD with his memories of, of Sephiroth during the, the entire game. And that did, affects did all ever, these different things. And, did you ever watch like uh like neon Genesis Evangelion in the movies? Mm-mm. Like you seen the TV series? No. And I almost bought it the other day. So That's one yeah, of those I need cheap, to dive into too, man. Yeah, it was, uh, but it's like a, that, that original TV series tells one, tells the story one way. And those rebuild movies tell it a mm-hmm. different way. And they kind of tie it off at the end of those rebuild movies where it was like kind of like a time loop where everything all happened in the same universe. But like there's slight changes and it just they were stuck in a circle. I, it seems like this is what's going to happen based on this one, because there's yeah. stuff that Cloud sees that he shouldn't know yet. It's from like memories he doesn't he's never had before. And it's yeah. like, it seems like something's fucking around with that timeline. And it's like there's it's like they're stuck in a time loop. It's weird. Yeah. And there is some like. There's some weird new elements and some Kingdom Hearts bullshit. Um, there's a whole oh, yeah, so like Kingdom Hearts enemies are in there. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> there's there's a whole section. A uh, I actually like did re- I did refer to somebody as oh hey, Zaynor there he is. Um, <laughs> but uh, there awesome. is there is one section where like you have to do some. Uh, rhythm game and dance and do all this stuff. It's uh, and there's a lot of things in there that um, some people might call padding, but the developer would probably just call content. Um, but I mean, I, d- I didn't really have a huge problem with the game. Uh, I felt some of the boss fights and things could drag on a little bit more. Um, because you're just sitting there switching characters, pounding on them, and then you know all of a sudden they do some bullshit move to knock somebody knock somebody down, and you're having to revive them and um, revive they, me. Yeah, but those, those VR battles are pretty tough, though, man. Yeah, like yeah, they the were. And everything, those are pretty tough. Um, they add a lot of like uh, side quests and things, but I mean, they even put that in the story as well. You're you're a merc and you're trying to build your reputation, so help out the locals to build build up your name, and so people will give you more jobs and this and the other. So, yeah. but I mean, most of them consist of hey, there's monsters over here. We you know people need no. to go there, go kill the, those the, monsters. Did that original game have the Fort Condor stuff, or did you mm-hmm. have that yet? Um, the original game did. The original you got a game at the top of it. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the original remake without going to the DLC. Did it have four condor stuff in there? No, it did. You haven't seen that yet, so that's all in the DLC that they're doing the four condor stuff. Okay, okay, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking. About, I know four condors in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, but uh, they. I don't think you're going to go to a four condor in this universe. I think that's why they addressed it in the DLC. You'll see. What yeah, I know. There's. I saw. I saw something with the announcement. Of the of the DLC when it originally it's like, popped, it's like multiple four condor battles all over the fucking place. Just yeah, it. and you have to buy pieces for it. It's the pain in the ass. Just like... So it's more like base building than the tower defense of that first one. Hey, they treat it like a chess game. Yeah. Oh. So you have to like you meet certain people when you play different different difficulty levels, and there's certain strategies you have to beat to beat those people. So like if you don't have all the pieces, and you got to go find them randomly inside a treasure chest, or you got to purchase them, or you got to win them from other people. So. And then those are all times. So, like, if you go forward with the story and you don't get them before you, it's gone. So you have to get them in a certain time. Um, the game uh, is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, 
backgrounds and uh, the characters look amazing. Uh, the game, even on the uh, the PS5 upgrade version, there are some times where certain textures or certain uh, writings, emblems, uh, where you'll see them in the background or you walk up to them and they just they don't look right and they and they're blurry. Oh man, they fix the door. The door, lo- the door's only button. In sixty four door. But door, uh, door. but overall, the game the game really is visually impressive. Uh, and I remember all of these promises way back when uh, the PS3 was originally dropping, and they were talking about, oh, we're going to get a Final Fantasy VII remake. And yeah, you're that gonna, tech demo. That tech uh, demo was so good. <laughs> you're, you know, when you change weapons, you're going to see the, the, the weapons on the characters, and you're going to see when you change materia, you can see the different materia. And in this game, you can. And all those all those promises were delivered. And the dream it just, realized. It looks so good. Uh, so yeah, it's it's got some solid combat. Um, there are some kind of wonky things with the story, but it's it's really it's not that bad. Uh, I, I'm um, fine with it. That story's great. Get out of here. I, I want something. <laughs> <laughs> I I did. I I really did enjoy I, I dig, it. I, I'm big in comics like DC and Marvel when they do like multiverse stuff and they go to a different universe and do slight twists and things. I love that shit. So that's I saw a see on this. It's like they do twists in a good way, not bullshit twists. So, like, yeah. Um. But like I'm saying, like the like the the whole like dancing rhythm game and stuff and the way it did it, it was kind of I, I was I was over it at that part just because uh, normally, I mean, you might see the, the things pop up on screen uh, like the prompts and things. These uh, as your characters moving, it might pop up like behind your character in the in the background or in the foreground and stuff like that. So sometimes I would I actually did pretty decent on the on the uh rhythm game um but it's hard to see just in the but context it was, of yeah, how they were, were doing there were some it. yeah there were some times that they'd move and you're like oh shit i gotta you know gotta hit that real quick uh and it's almost like legends of dragoon where like you see the the button that you're supposed to press oh, and the hell. thing comes in i mean it, it, and, if you play hatsune um hatsune miki Oh yeah, those. I've, You'll be I've, fine. That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I haven't played any of those, but I yeah, I've, I've it's, seen that's, them. It's literally so, yeah, what it's it's, exactly it's, what it is. Uh, is balanced. I hadn't thought about yeah. it, but that's exactly what it is. Um, but yeah, I'm in, I'm excited to actually jump into the DLC and kind of saddened that this is part one, and who knows how long we're gonna have to wait for more. Yeah. Uh, because it's, it's actually really really good. Should be um, news on that soon, right? Or they hopefully. Just... Well, there's a Kingdom Hearts thing coming up next month. I, I think, think that'll be the focus. They said that they were starting, they were ramping it right when that first one came out. They were ramping up on the second episode. But, but then COVID. Things. So, but yeah, even then, I don't think they were, they had started yet. So, I mean, it took them, what, a couple years to do this one? Before I yeah. But my son's been playing the original Final Fantasy VII. And <laughs> like, is he still playing one... Legend of Dragoon or did he fall off? <laughs> he fell off of that for, for right now. I'm trying, I keep trying to, like, hey, come on, you need to, you need to play it. But, um, uh, it was funny because at one point I was like, yeah, you're you're about to be up on me. I just had to do a bunch of extra bullshit, though, before I got, you know, to to the part you're about to be at. Um, and eventually he passed me and then he started sitting and watching me play. And there were certain things that started happening. And I'm just going, what is going Oh, You're not supposed to be. What is going on here? Like right at, at the end of the game. That's great. And I looked at him. I'm like, you don't even know who that is. You have yeah. you have no clue. He's not even in this game. Uh, and 
then I told him, oh, okay, you're going to have to play this. You're going to have to play this. You're gonna, so, um, <laughs> but, Hard uh, reading. the, the whole family was, was just sitting me watching it. Cause like I said, it's, it's so, it looks so damn good. Awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, the bits, the story bits with the characters and everything, it's, it's, it's just a good game. It's definitely one to play. And somehow, I'm trying to remember what he said. I th- Barrett said something about like you can't have it, you can't have it your way or something. And uh, uh, I think I said something about like, oh yeah, pretty sure Burger King says I can't have it my way. Yeah, I was like, this isn't, yeah, this isn't Burger King. Uh, and then my son was <laughs> like, what, what did Barrett say about Burger King? So it became like Barrett, Barrett wants Burger King <laughs> for Marlene or something that like that. That would have been a good crossover. And, <laughs> So big bump, that's, and, big bump yeah. and two starring Barrett from uh, <laughs> Fantasy Seven. So that's that's an in joke in our house. Is Barrett wants Burger King? That's good. Yeah, until uh, yeah, Burger King's all on board until they see how Barrett lost his hand, and they're like, "Well, we, we just oh, yeah, let's yeah. back this up." They're gonna change it to he lost his hand when he was like reaching into the fryer or something like. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's good either, man. Ocean might be coming after somebody's ass for that. They uh, instead of instead not, of a not, gun hand. Ocean they give him a uh, like a, uh, a spatula, a spatula hand. He's in there uh, flipping the flame, uh, flame broiled whoppers. Oh man! <laughs> uh, and then, other than that, uh, a game I've never played before. So, um, trying to trying to knock out old older games and things I, I haven't played, like Cesar, just getting into the back catalog. Klonoa. Hey. And I'm playing it on uh, my PS Vita. Uh, Klonoa is a good little platformer. So it's originally for the uh, PlayStation, uh, the original PlayStation. Uh, it's made by uh, Namco, and it's pretty. It's it's such a cute, vibrant little game. Uh, in a lot of ways, um, with the the story and just how bright the game is, it kind of reminds me of a Sega game. Um. Kind of like nice or charm to it, yeah, it? and it has that 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 charm. Um, Klonoa, you know, is the um, kind of like the bunny looking character with the big floppy ears. He's got a, a big hat. Um, when it goes uh, Wahoo all the time. Yeah, and he's got a he's got a, because it's made by Namco. He's got a little Pac Man on his hat, um, and it's um, I mean, it's just the story is kind of that. You know, the good versus evil thing. This dude uh, shows up. He wants to get access to this. What, what do they call it? Like the moon moon kingdom or something like that. And um, it's this kind of like fictional place in this world. But it's actually real. And he's trying to get revenge. Uh, I'm not really sure for what. He says that, you know, somebody locked him up forever ago. And now he just wants to blanket the whole world in nightmares. So... Klonoa's job is to support this vision. <laughs> is to What's wrong with is, that? Is to save save the world, stop the bad guys. Um, it's it's kind of like a two D, three D, like a two point five D platformer kind of deal, where uh, there's obviously a set path uh, to go. Sometimes there's branching paths where you like circle around and solve like these little mini puzzles and things. Um, circle back around and it's uh you know you'll be opened like something will have changed yeah so and it's you'll a metroidvania 
<laughs> Almost. No, not really. What was but, the first uh, two and a half D game like that? Was this one of the first ones? I want to say this might be one of the first. I know Pandemonium kind of played like that. And Tomba did, but Tomba was on down the line, I believe. But, I mean, it's it's such a, like, it's such a cute and fun game. And with Klonoa, you only have two actions. You can um, basically, like, grab enemies or jump. Uh, and when you grab an enemy, you can use them to, like, throw them at, um, like, some of the collectibles you see throughout the... Um, the levels or use them to throw them at other enemies or you use them basically to double jump you jump once and while you're holding an enemy you can jump again like jump off of them and uh, i'm just i don't want to interrupt you brand but don't get too lost in the lore man there's like seven games in this oh yeah series. i know there's a bunch of them it's so, like the first game is a story that deep color stories that deep on swan wonder swan has the first game so oh and it's a platformer. I believe so. It's cool, but it's a uh, it's a good little game. I think uh, I'm on like stage six, and I think this is like the last area. I'm on six one, so there's there's usually like stage one dash one, stage one dash two, and that's basically there's about two different st- uh, levels to each different stage. So I'm on I'm on six. I th- I'm pretty sure I'm right here at the end. So I'll finish this game? up. Um, there's certain little platforming sections that I think are a, a little challenging. Uh, and usually at the end of the um, second part of the uh, of the the stages that you're at, there's a boss battle. The dash two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's I think it's pretty approachable. For most people that are into platformers and things like that, it's it's right. not like super super hard. It's not the Dark Souls of Klonoas. <laughs> no, if, no. If you like, if you play the GBA ones, GBA ones are really good. Those are just straight two Ds. Yeah, I was I was looking at maybe playing some of those too. But um, but yeah, I think that's it. Just playing some stuff on SNES, trying out this uh, control pad and. Final Fantasy VII, Klonoa, and then the uh, the Kingdom Hearts um, jank edition. I think I got that uh, Super Famicom one like you did. Even though it doesn't have the convex buttons, the color scheme looks way better. Yeah. But I think they sell both. You can get the ones with yep. like, the purple buttons. and. Yep, they do have both models. You guys have anything you want to add? We're done with this one? I think that's it. Wrap it up, episode 192. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios. I haven't looked at it yet. So we can just take up that slot? Well, yeah, I mean... I figured that Activision Blizzard story is going to take up the majority of the thing. So I was going to put something small in there and I'm like, well, I'll touch on it in games played. So that works. Oh, you know what? We're not broadcasting. I don't need the lights anymore. There we go. No, we're not on camera except each other. And we can see you fine. We can roll with it. I just bought that whole Jack collection again. I need to get it it on 20. Yeah. Yeah. 
Dude, it's it's all of them. It's all three and Jack's uh, racing. Yeah. For 20 bucks, I was like, mm, yeah, I'll get it digitally. I need to hit that up. Not like I don't own several copies of the game anyway, but. All the Jacks. Support the Jacks. We'll get more Jack. <laughs> hey, they were going to do Jack and Dexter, and then it turned into Uncharted. Mm-hmm. So. They don't like what was, uh. Wasn't fresh enough, right? Wasn't something they wanted to yeah. pursue. Just like um, they wanted to do the 3D Yoshi game, and then we just got Croc. <laughs> Poor Argonaut. Yeah. Hey man, I got I got I got to uh, install both copies of Croc Croc One and Two, so I can play that anytime I want. Now. Hell yeah! That's how I was writing. He's a Croc box. <laughs> <laughs> play Croc <laughs> while wearing Crocs. In life. You're in the Crocaverse. <laughs> Don't get Croc blocked. Oh! <laughs> I welcome all Croc blockers. That's the worst. <laughs> oh, we got good content here, and it's not even in the show part. <laughs> I'll cut this out and put it at the end. If we don't have a better title, we can always use Croc blocked or something. Croc <laughs> <laughs> other one. We're gonna fuck around and bring back Croc. That's gonna be a thing. Heck I don't even yeah. know who has that. I don't even know who has that license. I but I know Miyamoto credits that what they showed, what Argonaut showed them to inspire him to make Mario sixty four. So they took that demo. We can make this better. We can make it not suck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Remember, I sent you that tweet where that streamer asked everybody what they wanted to play that Saturday night, and they all voted Croc. She's like, really? <laughs> there were worse games. That game is playable. It's got some good music, man. Croc's a good game, man. People shit on it. It's a good game. There are worse games. I, I will forever always love Bubsy on Super Nintendo. I don't give a shit what anybody says. So. Uh, 3D platformers all have that. You know, they had that rough beginning until they figured it out. And it, some of them still didn't figure it out. Some of them were still bad the next generation. 